Welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. With today, my host is Blake Wyland. Everybody probably knows who Blake Wyland is by now. Hey, Blake. Hi. I I don't think everybody knows. I don't everyone. Do. Everyone on the planet does. They don't. You've, they you've don't. Been the, they've been the, the longest temporary guest host ever. Well, this is true. This has been three years or so of temporary guest hosting. I think. Isn't it something like that? We just looked at it. What is 2014 to 2019? Yeah, that's the right? entire podcast history. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I've been on it since probably what? We've talked about this multiple times. Now I, I think always forget. So. Yeah. Like I, 2016? Yeah, something sometime? like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, who, who'd have thought I'd have a podcast for five years? Oh my gosh. You know, it's, that's, it's, uh, I mean, I've, I read, uh, something. I can't remember. It was like a business dude. One time, and he he was he said, "You should keep podcast. If you're gonna podcast, know that it's gonna be three years before you get any serious traction. If you'd ever do." And I was like, "Wow! If I would have read that when I started, I never would have started." <laughs> so, yeah, good I mean, thing I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, it's but our niche is kind of different. Where there's well, in the past there hasn't been that many podcasts, but now now this seems like there's more and more gear related podcasts yeah they keep kind of popping up and sometimes they stick around and sometimes they kind of go away but there's some really good ones out uh out right now which is fun yep and for those thinking about starting a podcast it sounds like fun but once you do about the i would say the 15th or 20th episode now you're like what in the hell are we going to talk about like we've already talked about everything i have nothing i have zero (laughs) there is a cheat code though if you're going to start a podcast and you don't want to run out of things to talk about, what you do is you interview people but, because then there's always something fresh to talk about. I never have that struggle on mine. But yeah. every week, Brian and I are scratching our chins going, what are we going to talk about this week About for about 45 minutes before we actually record? But I think we've, yep. came, we've came to some conclusions this time. Whether they're good ones or not remains to be seen, but they're conclusions <laughs> nonetheless. Maybe so. Let me uh, let me jump into an email real quick that I got from um, a listener this morning. Okay. This is already pulled up. John Anglin. So, John, thanks for the question. Uh, John says um, he has way too many overdrive pedals. In a particular pedal board configuration he had, he was using an MXR2 Torino for boost and low to mid gain and a full-tone OCD for everything else. Playing a Fender Telecaster or traditional, um, uh, what is that? Traditional um, single coil. Sorry. World, okay, gotcha, word just, gotcha. Word was gone for a second. Uh, these drives sounded amazing. I was happy with my tone. That is until I plugged my Les Paul into the rig. Drives lost all of their magic. OCD was just way too dark, even with the tone cranked all the way up. Struggled to EQ the, e- to EQ the uh, Torino. It has a three-band EQ. To get similar tones that the Telecaster had. Over time, I found other drives as well that are just as amazing with single coils, but less than stellar with humbuckers. Have I? Have you experienced this? Yes. Was it? Ab- uh, what is it about a drive pedal that makes it not work with humbucker uh, pickup guitars? Okay. Yeah. Well, Brian, Mister Pedal Builder, I'm gonna let you go. Also, answer that question because I know that some do and some don't, but I I literally have no idea why. Well, I mean, in its most basic form, a humbucker sounds different than a single coil, right? 
Yes. It uh, usually the signal strength is has a little bit louder of a signal. Usually it's darker. So it's in some ways kind of similar to running an EQ pedal before everything. In a in a I mean not exactly electronically speaking. So you know put your keyboard down, engineers. But um, for the for all intents and purposes to the sound of our ears, it's kind of like making a louder, darker sound going into everything you have. So yeah, it's it's going to sound different. Um, I find that some pedals work really well with single coils through an amp at a specific setting, and then whenever you do switch guitars over, now it, it is a muddy mess, and vice versa. Sometimes it sounds great with the humbuckers, and you stick a you know some sort of single coil, whether it's a Strat or whatever, and now it's real bright and fizzy, and that's um. You know, that's kind of the cool thing about having different guitars. You can get different tones <laughs> and, diff and different pickup configurations. You know, that's, uh, that's what makes them sound different. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it is part of it. I mean, how do you get rid of it? You can sometimes EQ the heck out of it, but now you're, you don't want to be in the situation where you're EQing your Les Paul to sound like your Telecaster, you know, or EQing your Strat to sound like your Les Paul. I mean... You can do it that way, but you're defeating the purpose entirely of having a different guitar. Not entirely, because, I mean, there's the feel of it and everything. But, yeah, it's, it's a normal part of it. Yeah, I, when, he, when I, you were reading that email out, he, he mentioned something, and, you know, I could be missing the point, which is entirely possible. But he he'd said something about trying to dial in similar tones on the Les Paul to the Telecaster, and while you, you can do it, I feel like you're going to be you're going to be kind of sacrificing something because they're just such different sounding instruments and such different you know there's everything about them is different and I think you're kind of fighting an uphill battle to try to get one to sound like the other I I maybe the maybe I'm misunderstanding but I think maybe what the question actually is is how to just to get it to sound good with both and the answer might be those two drive pedals might not be ideal for that Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what all else he has in the collection, but the answer, like so many things tonally related that we've we've talked about ad nauseum, is you kind of just have to try it and see, because you know you don't really know. I could tell you, yeah, plug this, 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 and this in, and you know you might your room could be shaped different, and it's and uh, that that recommendation was a horrible idea. Um, <laughs> so so it's it's definitely like that's that's really the answer to the whole like. What about this? What about that? The answer is like, well, twist the knob and see what happens. Just see. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like, um, you know, someone saying every time I put hot dogs on a hamburger bun, they don't taste like hamburgers. And you're like, they're well, both meat. Yeah, and you're like, but one's like it's totally different. One is a hamburger, and one's a hot dog. Yeah, both are good. You know, both have their applications, but they are two different beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, in a nutshell, I think uh, you just kind of have to have to go with the flow. See, see what maybe you're maybe you're secretly like Brian and you didn't know it. Maybe you've been a Telecaster man all along, and Les right. Pauls just aren't the thing for you. That's that's one of the reasons why I play a Telecaster mainly is because that's that's the sound that I like. You know, I, I mean, I do have Strats and Les Paul and stuff like that, but and uh, other guitars as well. But whenever, like, if I'm playing for enjoyment, I'm usually playing a Telecaster. That's just what I like. Yeah, it's his thing. And I, like, uh, on the other hand, am usually playing a Les Paul. 
So not that I don't like Telecasters. I have a couple of them, but you know. Are they authentic Les Pauls or are they fake Les Pauls? I I am a man who has the authentics. Uh, I play authentic, as they say. Um, although I've, I've, I've seen some less polish stuff at NAMM that was definitely not authentic. That was mm, 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 so good. Oh, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> I We talked about it. Well, you and I didn't, but uh, on here on the podcast, we talked about some of the stuff at NAMM last week. But, the, but uh, Jason and Alex, who were on the podcast last week, weren't there. You were there, though, Blake. What's what was kind of your overall thoughts? I I mean, other than the show, pretty much sucked overall. But other than that, what was your thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, well, I have a couple thoughts. So, a I thought uh, I thought Gibson brought out some big guns. Speaking of playing authentic, they they had some beautiful guitars there that I I was just drooling over. They had some which were, I should say are probably not the typical. Uh, Gibson guitars that people drool over. I was drooling over some flat black ex- uh, Explorer and Flying V's, um, a faded Pelham Blue SG, which was just oh, I still think about it. And uh, and the last one was this really weird like Melody Maker that was like a it was a somebody's signature guitar, and I totally spaced on whose it was, but it's like a total like kind of punk rock thing. It's like a red and black finish. With a P- single P90, and I was like, "This thing is just so rock and roll. I love it." So that that was a couple cool things. But overall, the show, I think, was pretty was pretty. It well, I should say, I had a great time. I always have a great time seeing everybody and and hanging out with the people, uh, the people who come to Nam, people who are fellow nerds. Um, but overall, yeah, kind of lukewarm. I thought there wasn't anything seriously like mind blowing that was released, other than. A couple pedals uh, from Old Blood that I thought were really cool. Uh, they have the Maw, and then they have this little mixer thing. I won't go into the the details. There's a lot going on, but hit the Googles. Um, overall, though, yeah, it was kind of a lukewarm. the The best part about the show was just seeing everyone and hanging out, like as as usually is at Nam. But I didn't I didn't see anything that just completely blew me away from a like a product release standpoint. Did you? Um, I didn't, but in as odd as it sounds, we were we were right next to the uh, the Old Blood booth, and I didn't even get a chance to go over there and really check anything out. So you said you mentioned mixer, and my ears perked up. And then you said, "But I'm not really going to talk about that." Okay. I, <laughs> well, I, thought, I, I well, mean, but there's... I want to I want to hear I want to hear about it though. <laughs> okay. All right. So the 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 mixer, I forget what it's called. So sorry, Brady, but it is it's like a pedal mixer. So like you can plug in uh like different loops. And, and make these different send and returns. Um, it sort of reminded me of my VFE Klein bottle, but much more user-friendly and stripped down. And uh, where you can basically create a new signal path by like parallel blending a bunch of different loops together. So you could have like two different overdrives, you know, in one loop, and then, you know, maybe a couple different delays or pitch shifters in another loop. And then another, the other loop has something else. And then you can blend all of those with your dry signal i believe is how it worked i didn't i didn't get to explore it fully but it's it's something to that effect interesting hmm. yeah i wish i would like, have had some more time to go over there basically like use letting you use effects that you already have and being able to squeeze new sounds out of them is is kind of the what i got out of it hmm. interesting you know one thing i've um not to change the subject too drastically but it's something i did notice 
Do you uh, you remember the Devi Ever console, right? Vaguely, yeah. That was the Kickstarter thing. The Kickstarter thing where it was kind of like um, a cartridge-based system where you would take what it was kind of like a big SD card, and it would and each card would have different effects on it. You would plug it in, kind of like an old school Nintendo. Oh and, yes, yes, and yes, you'd have yes. different effects. Mm-hmm. And then so. Um, and I, you know, just out of curiosity, one day I was Googling, like, did anyone ever do anything like that? And I found out a company named Ulta Music created out, come, came out with um, a, their own product called the console, oddly enough, which um, is very similar. Interesting. I uh-huh. did not know that. I yeah. thought that idea kind of died and went by the wayside. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, uh, I hadn't heard anything about it. Apparently, Andy Martin has done a video on it. And there's, there's several videos on it. But I really didn't didn't hear anything about it at all. That's crazy. I and, I that was at Nam. No, I'm sorry, that was not at Nam. I guess my point there is I, I I keep expecting to see something like that at Nam, where someone has taken that idea and, and went to the next level with it. But it's just I don't I don't know. Maybe people do do not want any sort of cartridge based um, effect system. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I I feel like. In the time when the console was first a concept, that it was probably like a slam dunk of an idea. Uh, digital stuff. I mean, that was quite a while ago, right? I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. It's, it had to be like thirteen or twelve or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking pre Helix stuff. Oh yeah. Which is yeah, yeah. which is weird because the Helix is pretty new, but it's really changed the game as far as all that stuff goes. I'm sure a lot of people that would would have been interested in the console would probably have already picked up a Helix or something like it. But I, d- I don't know. I, I could be wrong about that. That's just my theory. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I thought it was interesting that that product had been out and I haven't seen anyone even mention it, you know? Yeah, the fact that Andy was able to do a demo and somehow it's it's slipped by both of us is yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> it is weird. Maybe that's it's a weird. testament that there's there's too many pedals being released. Everyone stop. Everyone just stop right there. <laughs> hey, don't uh don't listen to him. Don't stop <laughs> releasing pedals. I I love it so much. I mean, I guess I guess if you want to stop now, we should just scrap the whole terraform thing. We're going to stop. I mean, might as well just really put really put the brakes on it, right? Just well, just actually, throw the, the brakes on the train. The terraform is really just a big April Fool's joke that just went too long. You know, <laughs> you weren't sure when to cut it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, eventually one of these days that'll be ready to come out. Oh yeah, yeah. One of these days. Yeah, yeah. I, sorry, I brought it up. Sorry about that, Brian. <laughs> I'm just. I'm actually more excited about the stuff that we've been working on after the terraform, and it's so odd because. To everyone else, like the terraf- like the terraform is not even out yet. To to me, I've I've been done with my part for several months now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now it goes to mechanical engineers and uh, other people smarter than I that to make something of the chicken scratch. You know, the chicken scratch that I gave them. <laughs> That's why it's taken them so long. They can't read it. It's like reading a doctor's handwriting. You know, like Brian, no this would have been done six months ago, but we just found out you wrote and instead of the. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what? Uh, I get the pedal back and, you know, if there's like frog sounds and I'm like, what? Why is it? Why is there frog sounds? I thought that's what you wanted. It says toad right here. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's Leslie. <laughs>
Uh, oh, I did. Uh, I didn't get to talk to you about this, but I did. I did tell you I was going to do it. Uh, I had a extremely strange, like fish out of water experience at Nam, uh, or like I was. I, I've never experienced imposter syndrome so badly in my entire life. Imposter, I don't know if you. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Imposter syndrome is when you are somewhere with. Or not necessarily somewhere, but in this particular scenario, it's where I, I felt like I did not belong. <laughs> like you're so basically you're, you're describing my entire life. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I imagine you. I imagine you have felt this way. So you you actually probably know exactly what I'm talking about. So I went on Saturday to uh, Infrasonic Recording in Nashville. I was invited by a a. a former guest on the podcast or on the tone mob podcast his name's boo ray he's like a, a like an americana type artist really good really good dude really good songs and uh he invited me to come watch him and his band record at infrasonic and it was which is a studio there in nashville unbeknownst to me i walk into this place and i'm like what are all those shiny records on the wall I'm like oh those are grammys <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, this is cool. And I, I get to looking and there's a, there's a Chris Stapleton album on the wall. There's a Sturgill Simpson record on the wall. A couple of Isbell records. I was like, oh, these are like some of my favorite musicians. They were all mastered there. So that was pretty cool. Um, just being in that place. Right. And then, and then, so they were recording, but they weren't just recording. They were recording on a new system that they had just put in, which is direct to vinyl. So they're in there, the band's playing, it's going through the board and going through all the outboard gear, right to a lathe, and it's getting cut, the whole master and everything is getting cut right there. Uh, And so any mistakes, anything that went wrong, which I didn't hear any, uh, are going to be in there, but just like the good old days. There's no no fixing that mistake. Um, But it sounded really good, and I can't wait to pick up the record when it comes out, because that was a really cool experience. The the fish out of water or imposter syndrome part was everyone there was like a legit musician, like a session musician who, you know, that's what they do or a producer or a manager of some big band or something in, you know, some legit sort of music, uh, music industry job. They're like, yeah, well, what do you do? Like, um, I talk about guitar pedals on the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) You may have heard so, of me. I've got this podcast called The Tone Mob. Uh, yeah, you're talking, you know, like fuzz pedals. You guys like fuzz pedals? Oh, you don't, you guys don't like fuzz pedals. Um, you heard this new, cha- you seen this new Chase Bliss release. Oh, you had, okay, you've got, oh, you've been busy writing, writing music. I see. Um, okay. <laughs> no, it was, everyone was super nice and it was really, really fun to to talk to all these folks, but it was like, I am definitely the odd man out here. I don't, I don't feel like I belong. Even though everyone was, was really nice and welcoming, I was like, you guys are all real industry folks. I'm just some, some guy. <laughs> but um, have you ever ran into that? Like, I mean, I know you're just as big of a nerd as me. Um, I do in several different ways. So I definitely, I definitely came across where I'm the gear guy. You know, <laughs> yes. Um, in fact, Tyler Larson just released a video this week. Uh, it is. A funny video, but I was um, I was the gear guy in the video. It's like guitarists at a party, and you know different types of guitar players at a party. 
And I was the guy that came up talking about guitar gear, right? And, and specifically electronics and pedals, you know? So mm-hmm. Like talking about non-inverting op amps and low-pass filtering and clipping and, you know, you know, stupid stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely been those sort of situations where it's it's easy to um it's just it's easy to think that the world the music world i guess the 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 anyone who buys gear or anyone that's into gear is on facebook or on instagram or on your favorite forum like it seems like wh- whenever you kind of live in those places it seems like you sort of expect that that's the way the rest of the world is <laughs> and in reality it's not always that way. There's a lot of musicians that could not tell you anything about the newest Chase Bliss release at all, you know? And to you and I, we're like, well, of course it's the mood. I mean, who doesn't know that, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows. Every, I mean, right? Everyone knows that. Oh. And it, and it's oh. surprising. Nobody like, does? Yeah, there's a lot of musicians. Like, I've, I've never, I have no idea. I mean, I've, you know, I'm familiar with them, but only vaguely you know I, I i've got my ocd right here right on the board right there you know there it is <laughs> you're like no n- that, that's a great pedal but have you tried uh you know an a b c d or e nope ocd works just fine for me well i had that exact same experience uh again i've had a i've had a very musical filled week since nam but i earlier this week of again another podcast guest uh, was in town for a tour. His name's uh, Frank Eero. He used to play in a band called My Chemical Romance that anybody my age will ha- have definitely known and uh, and heard. But uh, he was coming through with his new band, and he's like, "Yeah, bring out some gear. Let's nerd out." So I brought him a box of pedals and some guitars just to just to screw around with because that's what's fun for us nerds, I guess. And yeah, they were. I was showing them all these pedals, pedals, and the band was was freaking out on some of the stuff, and they were like have you ever been a tone consultant on a record? I was like, no, but that sounds like the job I was born to do. So, <laughs> I'm available for hire. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, which isn't entirely true. I guess we did it. We were each other's tone consultant on our, our record. We made all those years ago in 2015. Um, but yeah, for like a real band. No, I was like, I don't know, but call you, you let me know. I will come down there and I will twist knobs and I will mess your signal chain up in ways you've never experienced. <laughs> it sounds perverted. Well, it might be a little bit in some weird way. In some weird way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've had, I've had the electronics nerdy thing for sure. Uh, there's a, also playing you know that's there's a lot of times not a lot of times but there's been times where um i'm around a group of musicians who are obviously on a whole different level than i am <laughs> and you know even if it's like a jam this happened at, actually at a party at nam it was a jam session in the studio and uh nikki Murak and a guy named paul childers where we we're basically doing some blues jams right well, it was getting later in the night, and they started hitting the, the old jazz numbers, right? Just playing some jazz lines into it. It started getting incredibly complicated. And I'm like, all right then. So this is where I just politely bow out and let you guys do your thing, because I can't, I can't, <laughs> you're on a whole nother level of, of communicating through a guitar right now. Like, I, I, it sounds great, but I just, I can't do that stuff at all. <laughs> oh, and, man. Yeah. 
So it's situations that, that, like that a, where I feel completely out of place. Like, all right, so if anyone needs me, I'll be in the back room. Just you know, looking at my phone. Just let me know. In the, I'll be in the back room sourcing JFETs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but you're 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 always just around these killer. I mean, like Brent Mason, like playing at the booth, and I mean, you've already talked about the problems with that. But I mean, right. I was just watching that clip going. I don't even care about the Nam policeman. Look at him go. Like, like, look at those fingers. Like, how is he doing that? I don't understand. I still don't understand how Brent does what he does. It's incredible. It's just a talent, yeah. Just some guys really good at that. I, oh. I would say I equally feel as uh, out of place at a county fair, <laughs> especially here in Martinsville. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I do feel out of place in a county fair, but in a different way. Well, see, <laughs> you, have, you, you haven't experienced way. the county fairs here in central Indiana. See, that's where uh, that's where the truck pulls happen, and you know the the well, I don't even know what they call it. The cow, the no, the pig wrestling. Yeah, we oh, wrestle yeah. pig. Got got to wrestle some pigs. Um, yeah, it's a it's um it's a t- nothing against you know that type of person that loves that stuff, but it's not really a not really my thing. So going to the county fair. Just seems I feel like a fish out of water, like you said. I feel like I'm on another planet. <laughs> Until yeah. you get a funnel cake, uh, and then <laughs> then everything's okay. Till funnel cake and a big, huge, you know, cup of ice cream that's a foot tall. Exactly. Yeah, Murica, we're getting it. We're getting it done here in the county fairs. We're, <laughs> we're in county fair season right now. I actually don't think that our county fairs. Uh, I've never been to the Multnomah County Fair, which would be the Portland ish one but the clackamas county fair which was where i reside it's not really any different than the martinsville one really <laughs> so you, no 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 so you guys wrestle pigs and all that stuff then oh yeah we got tractor pulls i mean I, I, this is something you may not know about me brian but i've uh i've roped a steer in in my day really just say oh yeah i've, I've, I've done it I've i didn't done know it. that oh yeah i've done a little i've done a little cowboy action here and there pretended to be one on occasion. Do you have cowboy boots and everything, though? I do have boots. I do, do have you? some boots. Do you have yeah, the hat? I, don't, I, only wear them, I only wear them when I'm going to ride a horse. Because I find cowboy <laughs> boots to be extremely uncomfortable. And I know there's a bunch of people out there going to say, Well, that's just because you haven't gotten nice ones. And you're, and you're right. I, I haven't gotten nice ones. I'm also not going to. Because I could <laughs> buy another guitar for that price. Um <laughs> But I do have some okay ones, and they they work for riding horses. But a lot of people don't know why cowboy boots are made the way they are, and that's because back in the day, you wanted to be able to get in and out of the horse easily. And also, if you fell off, you don't want to be drugged right. by like a, a rubber sole. You want that thing just to slip right out. That's why cowboy boots are the way they are. Yep, I knew that. I knew that one. So, so yeah, I do have a pair that I wear like once or twice every couple of years when I feel like riding a horse. It's a common thing here to wear cowboy boots at a gig. It's very common here. It's mm-hmm. it's not uncommon here depending on where you go. It just depends on where you go. It's there's definitely a lot of cowboy bars around here. You, you would be surprised as soon as you get out of Portland. Or I think we've had this discussion a million times, but Oregon gets rural really fast. Like really really fast. I could be in Martinsville basically in 15 minutes from my house. Like, it's so none of this stuff you describe is ever weird to me. I'm just like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
I've I've seen that. <laughs> with the, with those are the basically the three different instances I can think of that I feel most out of place. So yeah, you know, nerdy guy that's somewhere where the others aren't nerds, <laughs> amongst mm-hmm. a bunch of musicians who are obviously incredible incredibly better than I am. And uh, you know when I go to a local county fair and I'm. <laughs> That's gonna sound really bad. I, I'm the only one that uh, you know isn't trying to wrestle. Isn't a pig wrestling somewhere. a pig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you finally get over here, I'm gonna take you to some real pig wrestling, like WWE style pig wrestling. It's gonna be intense. <laughs> oh, that's not a that's not a real thing. I made that up. Uh, to uh, you know, what's something we forgot to, to uh, talk about is your looper. I saw that you were talking about a looper this morning on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I totally spaced that. I'm looking for a looper. I, I had this wild idea, and it's not a very good one, but that's that's what most of mine are. I was like, I talked to a bunch of other YouTubers and creator type people, and I hadn't got to message you th- this yet, but I also don't know how interested you're going to be in it. I had an idea to do like with a bunch of other creators, do like a one man band challenge or like a one, you know, just like where you're. You're just there, and the idea is you can have your gear set up, whatever it is, however you want to do it, but you need to make a song, and it needs to be, like, one shot, one recording, where you do, like, a one-man band type of thing, and you engage, you can engage a bunch of different pedals, you could go play a couple different instruments and loop them together, but I was thinking, you need to, like, you need to make a song where you engage every input in real time, and then we'll all film it and see what happens. I thought it might be fun. So I was thinking like I I had this crazy idea for something I wanted to try and I'm like, oh, I'm going to need like multiple loopers or I wonder if there's one looper with multiple inputs that's going to work for me. I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't explored this kind of music or a way of making music ever. So I'm still kind of trying to figure out what I want to do. But it's a theory that I'm kicking around with a bunch of other uh, online creators, quote unquote. So, so what all options does this looper have? Well, I don't know. In my head, it it does the I haven't found one that ticks all these boxes yet, but like I would like to see like multiple inputs, so like multiple channels, sort of like a mixer. So so you, so when you say like multiple channels, you're thinking like a parallel type of channel mixing thing, right? Yes, okay. exactly. So like for instance, my Jamman uh, XT is a great little one stomp space looper and I can layer as many layers as I want onto it, which is great. But it's not the easiest thing to like turn on and off. Uh, like you can do it, but overdubbing gets a little bit since there's only one stomp switch in it. You kind of have to tap things in the right sequence or hold in the right way, and it's not it's not awful. But when you get a lot of stuff going on, it gets it gets really complicated really fast. And so I was looking for something that I could adjust each loop level individually and also be able to turn on or off like five different loops. And I don't even know if that's a real thing, but I also haven't done a whole lot of looper research these days. So this is just the start of my journey. So you'd have a volume and probably some sort of pan. Well, I don't think you really need a pan, though, would you? Wouldn't be like a regular mixer, just be a volume. Would you have? Would Would you want different effects on each channel? Not for what I'm doing now, because I want to be able to like send different things to it. Um, effects wise, that's kind of my concept for this piece. I'm trying to picture in my head. But I think for for other people in other situations, having something would be kind of neat. Like 
being able to reverse it or stretch it or something could be cool as long as it doesn't get in the way of the main like on and off loop functions. So like we talked about the mood earlier and it's it's a looper and it does it can probably do everything that I need it to do except for the multiple input part. But it also is over it's not designed for what I'm looking for. It's made to stretch and bend and tweak the loops into weird ways and I'm just more looking to like add a bunch of layers that I can turn on and off really easily. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Just so you can be a, your uh, your own one man band, huh? Yeah, basically. I I have a I have a song idea I want to try with with this little project if I can make it a reality and I may need I may need to get my computer involved or some MIDI control. I'm not really sure. It's going to be way over the top and way dumb if I do what I'm thinking, but that's uh that's where my brain was this morning. No, I get it. it sounds cool to me. Uh, it sounds something like uh are you familiar with the YouTuber Dovidas? I'm not. Okay, I think you would like him if you like looping stuff. Because he does a lot of parallel looping like that as well. Ooh, and, uh, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, I, I need to ask him what he's using exactly. I'm not sure, but he does. Um, he plays gigs in Florida. I think it's Sarasota or Tampa or somewhere near there. And uh, he, uh, he'll take a song, no matter like what genre, and he'll he'll take he takes requests so people come up and say, play the theme song to you know Doom or something, and he's like okay, and he'll recreate it with loopers and and guitar stuff obviously and other things as well MIDI controllers and different types of things like that, but it's pretty fascinating if you like that. That's that oh, I'm looking at it right now. Oh yeah, I gotta subscribe to that channel. That sounds yeah. like all kinds of my business. Yeah, he's really talented and a really good really nice guy too. Cool. So I'm gonna so, I'm gonna dive into that later today. Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes the people that have the biggest channels on YouTube, not necessarily inside or the guitar industry or whatever, but just in general, uh, sometimes they let it get to their head. You know, and like, almost had, like rock stars. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. like a rock star mentality. But luckily, the ones that I've been able to meet have all been super, super nice. Yeah, you've actually done quite a bit with YouTubers. I remember you flying to New York last, was it last year to do some stuff? Last, yeah, last year with a YouTuber outside the guitar industry. Yep, she's in the tech industry. Um, and then you were just hanging out with Tyler, who we mentioned earlier from Tyler, Music is Win. Rob Scallon, yeah. Um, Doby Doss was there. Dear Gods was there. Um, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Who am I forgetting? I don't know. I wasn't there. I can see his. I can see his face, <laughs> and I can't remember his name. It's terrible. And I, I don't have the internet. So, anyways, if you just go to my Instagram page, you'll see everyone who's there. Big picture on it. Unless At you're listening Brian a Wampler year from now on the gram. Yeah, unless you're listening a year from now, then not so much. It's probably not on there anymore. And in, in which case, you'll have to go around. Uh, Are you going to delete this picture within a year? Is that what you're telling everyone? <laughs> no, no. I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to go through it and find it without. Uh, see, music was when uh, become the night. That's it. Become the night. Oh yep. yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. Uh, and Ross Campbell. That's right. Ross Campbell was there as well. So, well, yeah, look at everyone you just I've... partying with the other YouTubers. Next thing you know, you're gonna you're gonna be flying out to Germany. Like that, all well, the other YouTubers. That, that's that's actually another situation you talk about filling out a place. So here I am doing what others would call a video collab, you know, in air quotes, which is basically hanging out with a bunch of other people and saying, let's make a video. It'd be fun. 
Um, but I'm the, you know, I'm the guitar manufacturer. These are actual, actual artistic creators, right? So I'm mm-hmm. kind of, I kind of feel like an, an imposter in a way, kind of like, I don't really deserve to be there. Because if, if you think about it, like we're in a weird place because we do yes. a lot of creating content like other creators, but we also have a business and sell product. Generally, especially in the other guitar world, you don't get a lot of that. There's not a lot of that going on, you know? Yeah, there's, it tends to be, it tends to be a little bit one side or the other. It's very few people playing both sides of the fence. I mean, really, who is it? It's you and Josh Scott. Josh is is killing it right now with video content. that's pretty much it for people who are doing it on the regular all the time, at least as far as I'm aware. There's there's probably some others doing it and I'm just not, I'm not aware. I think there's some others that do some type of content, but not like where where Josh and I do, which is not even talking about our product. It's it's completely separate from the content we're creating. You know, so I mean, the thing I I want to do the least is make a video about one of my pedals. As odd as that sounds, I would much rather talk about something that's not my pedals, just because. That's what I do all day long. <laughs> and so to make a video about it, it I, I want to do something a little different. <laughs> well, I was, I've been doing a lot of, and, and there's no reason I shouldn't shuffle some of this over to, to YouTube as well. Cause I've been working on it pretty consistently for the last month and or month and a half is I've been really making, making a lot of IGTV videos. Um, and I'm like actually recording them good with, you know, and, making sure everything sounds really nice. I'm still trying to work on the visual side of things because that's not a strong point for me, but I've been doing a lot of them and having some really good feedback on them. I'm like, oh, this is what, like, this is why YouTubers do what they do. I've always been like, this is so much work, but now I'm having fun with it. Where was I going with this story? Oh, yes. I was talking to another manufacturer who also makes videos for their channel, but just of their products. And they were like, I'm so jealous that, you get to make whatever video you want. Uh, you don't have to be chained down because this was an employee. It wasn't the right. wasn't the boss man. Right. Um, he's like, I just ha-, he's like, I think we make fantastic stuff, but you know, I want to play. I want to play the hologram stuff. I want to play the chase bliss stuff. I want to play, you know, insert brand here stuff. He's still a nerd. He wants to play it. Right. Um, so I was like, I never really thought about having my hands tied that way. That would be not really that fun at all. Yeah, see, that's that's the advantage of being the president of the company. I can do whatever I want <laughs> on my YouTube channel. <laughs> the the boss man's not going to shut me down because I'm the boss man. <laughs> so some videos that might be like, today we're going to cook hamburgers on the grill. Has nothing to do with guitar gear, but I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> exactly. Why? Because it's my YouTube channel. You don't like it? There's another one for you right over here. It's it's a similar theme to this podcast. When we very first started this podcast, a lot of people thought it was just going to basically be a long commercial. I mean, I when I was first told about it, Leon told me about it. We don't have to rehash that story, but I said, "So what? What is it though? Is it they're just talking about they're just talking about their pedals the whole time?" He's like, "Oh no, man! They're just talking tone, talking gear like we do." I'm like, okay, that seems kind of fun. And I listen the next day and uh, fast forward however many years later, and here we are. (laughs) (laughs) 
talking about county fairs. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And wrestling <laughs> pigs. I'm like this is a great this is a great program. I can talk about whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I guess I could fire myself. I might fire myself one day, you know? Maybe get someone that's more handsome, more intelligent, more <laughs> likable in here. But you don't say anything. You just replace him. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll just be like they'll just be like Brad Pitt be like hi I'm Brian Wampler and uh, hey I'm gonna show you about some guitar people will just be like what's going on right now <laughs> my fun my I get I get such a kick whenever I see um, I'll see comments like mostly on YouTube because that's really where you see a lot of comments and it'll be like who is this dude telling me about this type of pedal he doesn't know nothing. <laughs> whatever man What's he I, get, know about I it? get it i get it I, i'm to a lot of people i'm just some random dude making youtube videos i get i get, i understand where you're coming from but oh so i don't know. i mean that's that's one thing i i have realized and we were talking about imposter syndrome a lot on this episode but i do come away from all of those like i did feel kind of weird while i was there but i got you know i got comfortable after a little while but i came away and i was like yeah Literally every time I'm thrust into a situation like that where I'm thinking like, oh, I don't belong here. This feels weird. I always inevitably come back around to like, everyone's just dudes and dudettes. Yeah. Like just hanging out. Like, like they don't care. Like most people don't get weird. Most people aren't. Most people don't have the rock star mentality. Most people are just doing what they do. Like that's all there is to it. it we, we're the ones who make it weird in our head. <laughs> there's, probably, there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> uh, so all right well that's all i got for this week my man it works for me so all right to those listening still at this point <laughs> can always <I> email apologize <laughs> can always email podcast at wamplerpedals.com make sure you check out blake's podcast which is uh as he said more interview based and probably a little better than this one at the tone mob And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.